This is Jed McKay, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 242, and you are with your hypers Conchu, Ray. Hello, as always, and joining me for this seminal episode is um, returning co-host, a f- great friend of the show, and Patroni, Justin the Owl. Osgood, Justin, welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Ray, for having me back, and thank you as always, Loonies, for listening. Ah, it's always good to hear that that resonant voice of yours, Justin, back on the show. <laughs> I'm, I got to say, um, look, we're recording right now, but I've um, I've just dropped well, well, just previous episode. You'll hear it, Justin. You haven't heard it yet, but but uh, another Petroni Drew who, who was on the show, he had uh, very kind words about your your dulcet tones as well. So oh, you know, you nice. are. Oh. You're making waves. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm blushing in advance about the, the I, I still remember, I think it was Chris that, that said I sounded like a, a warm glass of bourbon. Oh, yeah. I just oh, love that. I oh, thought that gosh. was such a great compliment. <laughs> Loonies, if you like your such bourbon. Such a great compliment. Yeah, if you, if you like bourbon, you know exactly then how that is uh, with Justin's voice. Uh, but really fun to have Justin back. And uh, we are doing a Lunapic classic book review now if you look up into the night sky you will see it is a waxing crescent um, but fear not as last episode i had a little word with conchu we're switching it around so we're doing a waning crescent for all you moon files out there lunar files uh anyone that cares <laughs> and uh so we're doing a classic run so basically that's anything pre-2000 all to do with Moon Knight, and it is Punisher Annual 2, so can't wait to get into that, um, but before that, of course, a big thank you to our Patronis, a big thank you to one and all, the likes of yourself, Justin, a huge thank you, um, those listed as co-producers and executive producers on the show, uh, so a big thanks to the the likes of Justin, uh, Daniel Drew, Derek Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Anthony, and Michael. And, of course, we do have a few sponsors. Uh, I'd be remiss to to not mention our top ones, which is Drew Toombs. He was just on the show not that long ago, uh, and he has some music uh, online. So Toombs on SoundCloud and Lurk Music on Bandcamp. Go check him out. I urge you. You can actually, uh, on Bandcamp with Lurk Music, there's a, a special on. You can get his whole dis- discography for... Um, not that much, so it's it's a good deal. Go check it out. Dance music, horror, sci-fi inspired soundscapes, all there from Drew Toombs. Also, Daniel doing um, a a massive um, Looney fan, a moon sorry Moon Knight fan, and a, a great creator in his own right. Fringe Knight, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. And Dreamland Comics from Illinois. We learned a bit about that uh, with the chat with Drew, the superhero superstore. Uh, so, Justin, uh, here we are. Yes. Um, you know, basking in the glory of a team-up. It's um, it's something that we've talked about in the past on the Idle Chats. Um, mm. And here we are. We have this beautiful 
t- I, I dare I say it is the the first uh, team up between the Punisher and Moon Knight. It is, and is just uh, judging from that great cover. Mm. Uh, we're in for a for a hell of a story here with these two. It's a great first meeting between these two, and I I think it's my favorite team up between uh, these two characters. Oh, you mean this particular issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Be- because their relationship hadn't gotten sour by all the crap <laughs> exactly. that happened later. On. Exactly, <laughs> they were still on good terms with each other, and they oh. hadn't. They hadn't gotten ugly with each other yet. Yeah, I, I must say, I, I laughed when I reread, uh, was it Moon Knight uh, saying to the Punisher, we'll get into it, of course, Lenny's buddy saying, and then after you, like, you know, you know, to go through the door. <laughs> like, they are so polite to each other. And then I've just got that vision of that Matt Rosenberg uh, exchange with the Punisher and Moon Knight where they're, <laughs> where they're kind of sledging each other face to face. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, God. It's very far removed from exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> just a few stories on and look what happens. But, um, yeah. yeah, but Looney's is saying, we're, we're going to do this lunar pick. We're going to dive. Let's dive right into it, Justin. Um, just a bit of the credits here, of course. Punisher Annual Volume 1, Issue 2. It is titled Night Fight or Knight Fight. Uh, so you know how that's spelled. <laughs> a little pun there. Released September 1989. We have writer Mike Barron. Uh, no stranger to the, to the Punisher. Penciler Bill Reinhold. He also does the inks. Gregory Wright on colours. Letterer Janice Chang and editor Carl Potts, who also uh, is no slouch when it comes to the Punisher. Now, this is available, of course. You can pick up your uh, your floppy. Um, I'm assuming, Drew, that's how you're reading yours? Uh, yeah, I have the floppy right here, actually. I think oh, I just called no, you. Fine. I just called you Drew, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin. <That's all> right. <laughs> um, so have you, yeah, you've got your, flo- your floppy there. I do, I do, and this one is actually kept in remarkably well, well condition as as all of my Moon Knight comics are. So fantastic, it, Justin the, is the cover is still intact. Justin, a man of contrasts, you know, Moon Knight comics, pristine condition. West Coast Avengers, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, they're they're a little beat up, yeah. But but they show the love, you know. They show the love. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And my Spider-Man collection too is is probably one of the most worn out ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's good. Again, showing the love. So that yeah. I mean, you can show yeah, yeah. Your, you can show love in many ways, and I'm that's sure you, you love your Moon Knight as well. But you know, just want to keep them nice and and mm. crisp. Um, Indeed. <laughs> yes, uh, and it's also available as well. I did check this. I didn't just like slap this on the prompt sheet, loonies. It is available on Comicsology, so I'm assuming that's also uh, on Marvel Unlimited as well. And uh, I'll, I'll be reading this off the digital because I'm a bit lazy to get my uh, floppy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, now, as I always, think, sorry. I think there's an omnibus, isn't there? A, yeah, I'm not. Is there an Atlantis attacks omnibus? Or oh, something? I can't remember. Oh. Justin, you are right on the money. Far out. This is me lazy prompt sheeting. Um, yeah, of course. Atlantis attacks. I, I wasn't sure though. I thought that what there was one released, but it wasn't positive. There was one released ages ago. Um, so it had, oh. it had been out of print for a while. I've been trying to track it down because I, I do love my Atlantis attacks. Um, but they, I do believe, I'm not sure if they may have just released, re-released it, or it is actually being re-released. Atlantis attacks. Um, oh, cool. Mm. Okay. Also, on top of that, there's a, I think there's a complete 
collection, like a volume of Atlantis Attacks being released as well. So they're really re-releasing uh, Atlantis Attacks in general. So um, high mm. chance the Punish is in there. I haven't done the detail. I haven't done the check there. But uh, since this annual is part of that whole event, uh, it could well be there as well. So again, mm. uh, that's where you can find it, Loonies, if you uh, so please. Now, as always, um, and for those that may not have listened much before, Justin and I... And not Drew, Justin and I will be going through. Um, we'll be going through a bare bones, which is like a summary, a synopsis. And Justin, can I please, can I please ask you to, to read this one out? <laughs> sure, I will. I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, requesting that. I'm sure a lot of Lenny listeners, uh, you know, are chomping at the bits to, to hear. So Justin will then read out a bare bones, which is a summary. Um, which uh, incidentally, uh, yeah, uh, we had done one in episode 110 as well, but, you know, as I say, I always love the revisits, um, a different perspective. So Justin's here. So we'll see how uh, your thoughts on that, Justin. And then we'll go into our aspects, um, basically. Uh, anything from writing, from references, from characterizations, art, all that schmozzle. Um, we'll just bounce around and, and uh, talk about what we'd like to talk about. And then we'll cap it off with a, a moon rating system. Now, Justin, of course... Your, your opportunity to choose uh, one or the other. Uh, vanilla or Connor Shoes? Connor Shoes, I think, Connor Shoes, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I reckon I should... Do you think I should just... I should get rid of the vanilla rating. I think Connor Shoes rating has become, yeah. by far become the most popular one. So maybe... I that, think you're right. Yeah, mm. it seems to be consistently the most popular. Okay, well, I'm, I'm putting my stamp down now. In episode 242, Justin, uh, this oh, will be the yes. last... The last time that we'll have two ratings, let's have just con issues. But 242, Justin. Mm. Yes. Mm, <laughs> yes. And th- this is a strange coincidence because that happens to also be referential to my favorite band, which is Front 242. Excellent. So what, a, what a bizarre coincidence. I uh, laughed about that so much last time <laughs> when I realized it. Oh. The moon. Yeah. And it's almost coming up on the... It will be the fourth anniversary of actually when I met the band. I oh, actually went wow. to one of their concerts and I had a meet and greet package and I got to meet them and shake wow. their hands and talk with them. It was so cool. It's wow, one geez. of the most singularly cool experiences of my entire adult life. <laughs> how did you how did you win that? Was that a competition or did you Oh no, I just bought them. Bought them online and oh, just okay. paid, nice. paid paid for the upgrade and Yeah. Yeah, I was so glad I did. You know, oh, it was fantastic. it was it was fantastic. It was everything I could have wanted and more. Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Front two four two loony listeners. Yeah. So as you listen to us, put that on in the background as well. You know, just immerse yourself mm. in the sonic Oh wonder. yeah, that makes a great soundtrack for, yeah. for Moon Knight. Yeah. Well I do love also I mean I'm just I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, Justin. Um, Cabaret Voltaire, which you you got me onto, which are great oh, um, things. Yeah, so, you've you've been liking them. Yeah, good. Yeah, but I saw something on your Facebook post recently. Was the gentleman? Did he pass? Yeah, Richard H. Kirk just yeah. passed away. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a strange coincidence too because we had just spoken about yeah. about him. I listened to his music as a soundtrack when I was reading some Moon Knight comics, just, right. I think, the week beforehand. Oh, wow. And, yeah, he passed Gosh. away, and it was very sudden, unexpected. And oh, right. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy wasn't that old, yeah, so. No, only 65. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a shame. Very shame. Very, yeah, very sad. Mm. Very sad. But, um, 
It's anyway, been nice to to go back and revisit his catalog. Yeah, I was about and, to say you can live on in, in literally in his music as well. So um, yeah, it's it's great music as well. Another little uh, recommendation there for loony listeners: Cabaret Voltaire, Richard H. Kirk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Cool. Cool. Anyway, let's get into it, Justin. Um, yes. I'm waiting. Everyone's waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> your, your re- Would you please be so kind as to read at the bare bones for a night fight? Sure, a night fight. After witnessing a seemingly normal customer satiate their needs with hunger by gerbil. Mark Spector investigates, which leads him to a mysterious organization named Save Our Society. Across town, the Punisher tracks down a small-time criminal who has been knocking off elderly women's social security checks for drugs, and it's not long before Frank is also led toward the shady Save Our Society, a NFP organization dedicated to curing drug addicts. Both Moon Knight and Punisher investigate one of the Save Our Society clinics in Long Island, and upon finding the Punisher's intended target, Ralph Newton, things turn ugly. The two are attacked by serpentine humanoids, as Ralph himself turns into a snake-like being, but the Punisher makes short work of it. Regrouping back at Moon Knight's mansion, the next target is... Borwart Estate on Long Island, where both Madame Viper and Dr. Tyrone are stationed, and where Save Our Society are based. More battles with Serpent Men ensues, but this time Viper manages to drug the Punisher with what appears to be the same drug turning all the addicts into snake people. Frank goes mad, shooting anything and everything, as Moon Knight continues to battle his way through in pursuit of Viper. Viper manages to make good her escape, and Moon Knight clashes with the drugged Punisher, but manages to subdue him with a nifty stint of mesmerism. Frank wakes up at Grant Mansion, grateful to Moon Knight for rescuing, but he soon leaves to continue his ever-raging war on crime. So there you go, loony listeners. That is a Punisher Annual Volume Two Night Fight, um, of course, uh, with the Punisher and Moon Knight guest starring. Now, Justin, I know that you have a lot uh, to comment on this annual, but before that, overall, what did you make of this issue? Um, this one has a lot of sentimentality for mm-hmm. me too, because at the time I was starved for Moon Knight. I had, I think, the last time I had seen him before this this annual was in the West Coast Avengers issue, where he basically leaves the team. Because mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't collect Mark Spector Moon Knight from the beginning. I know that that had been going, I think, for a little while when this annual came out. Right. Yes. But but I had missed that from the beginning. It wasn't until many years later that I got those. So I had been starved for Moon Knight, and when this came along, I was I was just in love with it. And I love, as I'll gush about further later on, the artwork, Bill yeah. Reinhold. I thought, what a great depiction of Moon Knight. Yeah, it's very... Um, were you... Were you collecting, or have you... Are you collecting Punisher? Were you a fan? Or are you... 
No, no. I, no. To be honest with you, the only Punisher issues I ever got were like this one. They were part of crossovers. Like okay. this one, um, the Acts of Vengeance, the Evolutionary War Annual, uh, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. I, I didn't read the Punisher regularly, so I, I didn't know that he was such a talent, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, it was a little bit later, early 90s, um, only a couple of years later. Uh, for me, like, Mike Barron's writing and Reinhold's art is, is very Punisher. It's so it's so cool. Mm. Uh, and, of course, it's a mm-hmm. Punisher annual. But then to have Moon Knight drawn into that kind of world, uh, it was, mm. yeah, really enjoyable. Uh, and, and um, you know, I'm a, I'd like to say I'm a casual fan of the Punisher. I I actually used to collect a lot of Punisher and Punisher Warzone, oh, War Journal, mm. uh, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really, some really great one shots, I'd say, um, mm. and, and a few good arcs as well. But uh, yeah, Punisher's, uh, yeah, it's it's always good to to see him uh, and to have him with Moon Knight uh, was just a bit of a and, and this I I only discovered recently that this was their first encounter together. Um, so you, mm-hmm. you kind of think, oh, you know, these guys should be bumping into each other a lot more, but this was the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, really did love it. And, and, you know, if we're talking about that cover, I'd say it's one of the most indelible covers, uh, for me, because of that pink, it's like, it's so weird having that, like that pink to me does not connect to any, <laughs> any theme or <laughs> it's just out of the blue, but it, it, it gets yeah. you, doesn't it? I mean, you do look it at it. It does. Cover, yeah. Right? It's. It's so unexpected to have that that bright pink on the top. Yes, and have that bleed down. I, I wonder if that was to get more attention on the the Atlantis attacks banner. Yeah, having that bright pink at the top there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because pink is by no Atlantis attack is is very much more. Um, if you look at one of the main characters, Gore, it's like it's a lot more like light blue or serpentine mm. green. You get bits of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Punisher decides to, yep, let's just put the pink in there. And then you have Punisher and, and Moon Knight in, a, in an embrace uh, on the front cover as well. Mm. So um, that was yes. – that's really cool. That's all you need, really. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's a great image. <laughs> so uh, – I'll I'll throw it to you, Justin. First point: What would you like to to make? What did you make of the story, or anything, or the art? Um, I love the story because it was kind of like a continuation of um, that wonderful Snake Riot story that you and I both love so much from Captain America. Mm. Uh, yes. That came a few ish. Um, I think it was the year before this, possibly right. the year before this annual was that story in Captain America. But the the Viper for for listeners who might not know that story, the Viper um, essentially had a toxin which she put into the water supply for Washington D.C. and mm-hmm. turned everyone, including Ronald and Nancy Reagan, into, <laughs> <laughs> into yeah. snake people. Uh, she she stormed into the White House and yeah. had a gun to Nancy's head. It was fantastic. Um, so this, I think this was her next appearance after that, mm-hmm. and I was I was excited about that because I I love Viper as a villain, and I was happy to see her show up in this. Yeah, it, it's uh, the serpents and the Serpent Society very much had a purple patch around the the late eighties to the nineties, didn't they? They really did feature yeah. heavily in yeah a lot of stuff, um, and uh, this I mean even. 
for to talk about this annual, uh, the backup story, the saga of the the serpent, the serpent crown was obviously going around as well. Um, mm-hmm. All of mm-hmm. which, incidentally, loonies, uh, we will Justin and I will be covering in a bonus episode, exclusive to Patronis. Uh, we'll be we'll be yes. looking at all the backup stories. But yeah, the serpents seem to have such a a big thing. Like uh, they were such a big thing back in the in the eighties. I'd love to see them back again. Um, just because it's mm. it's a bit of it's fun like it's we've had Hydra we've had to an extent a little bit of aim I'd like to see a bit more mm. another faction you know mm. um, so they, I'd like to see that too yeah, yeah. another I'd like to see a, an actual team of supervillains show up in the MCU oh that would be yeah I mean are there any no the Wrecking Crew is the only one I can I can think of off the top of my head the Sinister Six did they come back. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't been following, yeah, I haven't been following um, Amazing Spider-Man. No, I don't think they're back. You're right. It's, it's possible that they're teasing them for the new Spider-Man film, the the Sinister Six or something like that. But, um, but as far as like the event, something to, to, somebody to fight the Avengers, somebody Mm. on that level. I'd like to see a team of villains. Perhaps they're going to work on that over the next year or two is building a bunch of villains up to become a team that's great i'd like to see that yeah get hunter's moon in there mm, yeah definitely let's see hunter's throw, moon throw them all in there. yeah i'd like to see him like mix it with the others to see how he kind of mm. how he kind of plays out but um mm-hmm. looking back at this story though look justin I, I thought the writing was was great i mean as i said typical kind of punisher mike barron style story where it's a lot of uh it's a lot of how shall i say uh not stalking but a lot of tracking tracking villain uh tracking criminals street villains yeah. uh punisher yeah. does that uh there's uh, multiple locations uh there are there's a hierarchy of of criminals uh you know build up so all this is very uh similar to a lot of mike Barron's stuff uh but the opening opening sequence justin now <laughs> it would have to be one of the, the funniest ways a superhero gets embroiled into something that's larger than it is because what we have is mark specter just i'm assuming he's going to the pet store to buy something himself or he's just window shopping and having a little geese inside the pet store but he sees a guy eat a gerbil and that kind of kicks in the store (laughs) (laughs) and that kicks things off um which incidentally if we're going to talk about references justin um, I found that, and again, very much a thing of the time. I, th- I found that very, uh, like a little bit of a nod to V, the final battle. Do you remember that? that oh, I mini- do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the original V gave me nightmares as a kid because I, <laughs> I, I vividly remember that the scene where the woman claws at that dude's face and it's, it's like reptile underneath. And yes. as a kid, I, I can't remember how old I was, but it just horrified me. I was like, oh my yeah, God. I, yeah, I, I was exactly the same. That was the two things that I remember from V. Uh, ripping the skin off to reveal the the scaly green underneath, and also mm. they they love doing it. There's a, a person putting a, a a mouse in their a mouth. Um, that was oh. I remember yeah. I remember that in V as well. So I, you know, I think this is yeah. seems to be a bit of a nod to that. Yeah, mm. and that was only I think a couple of years before this, so that was yeah. still fresh. I think the consciousness. Yeah, oh, yeah, it ended up being a popular thing. You know, everyone was. Mm. You know, eating rodents. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it was the thing to do in 1989. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so a, a funny opening sequence. And Mark Spector, um, he he 
he's got great intuition because he goes, look, there's something bigger than Ben-Hur here, <laughs> that the guy just <laughs> eating a gerbil, and he investigates it. Like, he asks Frenchie to go... Uh, they're, they're back at Grant Mansion and he asks him to, you know, just check out this guy because he seems a bit weird, like he ate a gerbil. Uh, and, and actually, well, backtracking, Mark follows him, um, to that estate. First off, that Bogwart estate, yeah. um, Save Our Society. Save Our Society, uh, mm. SOS. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, which yeah. is a common thing we see throughout the whole Atlantis attacks. There's, uh, I know the Daredevil annual had a bit of that as well. Um, mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, this this front for for creating more more serpents, I guess, for the viper side of things. But yeah, no, that was that was quite interesting. Um, yeah, what, what did you what did you make of uh, this of Moon Knight's entrance into this um, this story? <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was very smart. Just having him walking along and seeing this guy just suddenly eating eating a gerbil i thought what a clever way to involve him in the story how yeah. random yeah yeah but yeah I, I love that he he had frenchy read on the horn to help him out mm. i think it's really cool as well like considering this is a punisher annual mike barron introduced it, he opens up with the guest star which is great you know mm. generally they yeah. they very much play second fiddle to the main mm. character but you get the sense that you know that this could easily just be a moon knight annual um, rather than the Punisher, I mean they, they've really got level level pegging. So like, kudos to uh, one of your points about Mike Barron doing a great job juggling both the characters and and multiple characters. We've got Ralph yeah. Newton, we've got Helmut Sneed, we have Doctor Tyrone. Um, there's a, a you know a fair few people. Um, Viper, Viper, Viper and all of the, as well. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, and then when when Punisher goes crazy, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot happening. Did you, did you get a sense writing wise? Um, how were the like the pacing, the beats for you? Was it, was it a bit stilted and and chop and change, or or, or had did you think it was a, a quite fluent with what he did? No, I I think it was. I think it flowed actually really nicely. All mm. the dialogue, yeah, from from scene to scene. And I was familiar with um, Mike Barron's writing on a very different title, oh, okay. which is Nick. Uh, Nexus. It's a more oh. science, science science fiction title. Da- Dark Horse is that no one? Uh, it was first um, oh. to begin with, and then it went to Dark Horse in oh, the nineties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I love his writing style. I really do. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorites. I think he's a brilliant writer, and I, I love that he did all this stuff with the Punisher. I reading this back has definitely got my curiosity piqued to go back and read some of this old. Punisher stuff, especially if Bill Reinhold's art is mm. throughout a lot of it, because I'm I really love it and I would love to see more of it. Yeah, I, I, look, I can't um, profess to say that I, from memory. I don't know how long uh, Reinhold did, and, and I could be mixing it up with a very similar looking artist as well. But I, I definitely remember the early early Punisher issues that I got, which was around um, Acts of Vengeance, um, where mm. Punisher goes <laughs> to Latveria. And he faces doom. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that to me in my mind's eye, that looks very similar to to Bill Reinhold's um, work. Uh, so it does feature in there a lot. Um, and the art. I mean, yeah, we're talking about the art. Uh, I, I think. Um, I think the the panel layouts are pretty really good. Um, I think they work really well. The fight scenes were were quite were quite good. There's not as many like splash pages that you see with maybe a lot of later comics, but I don't think right. that detracts at all 
from it. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I, yeah. I think it actually works well with Mike Barron's um, writing because if we go back to it, so the thing with Mike Barron is really good, but um, but and and similar to you, I like his writing. Uh, he does similar to Doug mentioned in a way. He does introduce a lot of characters, um, mm. and and sometimes you may because you have to really know Ralph Newton and Helmut Sneed and, and you know all that stuff. So you've got to really mm-hmm. follow what's um, going on because. They're not, you know, they're not um, recurring characters, but they're they're used intrinsically in the story. So Mike mm-hmm. Brown does mm-hmm. do that, which I think is, and I think the art complements that as well, in the sense that you've got a very, in the best sense, best uh, sense of the word, a busy kind of very busy kind of story. Um, mm. But yeah, no, really, really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed the way it was told. I've look, I've got a bit of a hole in the plot here. Uh, I've mentioned. So yeah, I saw that in your notes. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, um, yeah. So Moonot says Helmut Sneed uses a stolen credit card to buy the the gerbils, um, but he identifies the gerbil eater through the credit card used. Like, wouldn't he then have been led to the person who lost their credit card instead, rather mm. than? Mm. So anyway, yeah, little things like it, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're they're I mean easily overlooked. You know, I mean this yeah, is really yeah. nitpicking. That sort of stuff. Um, yeah. What did you make of, I guess, uh, themes-wise? I noticed you had something here. Oh, you you, you uh, um, mentioned that already, Justin, I guess, the continuation of this snake riot. Um, yeah, the, the poisoning, the mutating people into serpent people Yeah, was yeah. was that, that theme that was brought over. And I thought that was a, a great... Um, concept for a punisher story because mm-hmm. you first you had captain america dealing with all these mutated serpent people and of course he did everything he could to keep from hurting them mm-hmm. but then you have the punisher who just mows them down with the machine gun instead <laughs> <laughs> I, contrast. I, I yeah. like the the, the the contrast there dealing with the same type of threat i, I yeah. like that a lot yeah. yeah and then you have moon knight who's beating them all up with nunchucks and so you get kind yeah. of the in between there <laughs> yeah it, it's it's funny isn't it because moon knight is not like Daredevil or Spider-Man who teams up well, who teams up with the Punisher. He doesn't kind of berate the Punisher at all. I mm. guess because he comes from that background as well. Like, he doesn't say don't kill. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, he doesn't... In this instance, this this Moon Knight, he doesn't kill anyway. He's not at that stage yet of, of putting crescent uh, moons on people's foreheads. So he's not... Right. He hasn't turned he's dark not yet. ripping faces off. Yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah. Uh, also, as well, I've got to point out that um, this... Similar to what you're saying about this being in the spirit of the snake riot, uh, it really is kind of a, a, an off, um, like a secondary plot to to Atlantis attacks. So for those mm. that are unfamiliar, it's kind of it's uh, Lord Gore. Well, I don't know if he's named Lord, but there's a dude who um, who wants to resurrect Set, and he wants to he, he gets these brides of Set and stuff. Um, this is really a, a secondary story where I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but Viper and Doctor Tyrone they're kind of vying for power as well. And I think they want to secretly, like, overtake or do away with Gaul. So they're going on their own. This is their kind of journey. Uh, so we, we very much see Viper's side of, of Atlantis attacks rather than Gaul's side. Mm. Yeah, Dr. Tyrone is actually uh, Tyrannus. Yes, the, yes. Uh, the, Hulk, the Hulk villain, the Hulk nemesis. Yes, uh, uh, so from... Who had... 
had done an alliance with Gore and yes. Uh, Lyra. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, and he is from, again, Tyrannus. Uh, he was from the middle of the... He comes from the middle of the earth or something. Um, I yeah, think yeah. Deep down. <laughs> yeah, he's an immortal. He, he yes. drank from, I think, the, the fountain of immortality a long time ago. And yeah. so he's immortal and has his own kind of race of underlings. Yes. Under, yeah. But he's hoping to betray Gore, I think, because um, I read, mm. God, I can't remember, um, I read some more Atlantis Attacks. I think it's uh, in the Spider-Man annuals of Atlantis Attacks later. Mm. It gets revealed that, yeah, it's um, Dr. Tyrone, Tyrannus, and he actually turns on Viper. I mean, no spoilers. Yes. And, and, you know, controls her and, and stuff. So um, so this is very much like the Atlantis attacks is, is such a, a, a vast event. Um, it was really great. It spanned across a lot. And again, in this annual, you get at the very back, you get more backstory. And we even have like Conan in there, um, Justin, which is mm. awesome. But um, I yes, love that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, this theme uh, definitely permeates uh, through Atlantis Attacks, although it isn't like the main, main story. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned before as well, Justin, about the relationship, and I think I put it in the discussion thread as well. Is it a bromance uh, between the Punisher and Moon Knight? They're very much, um, <laughs> they're very much amicable towards each other, which is surprising considering the Punisher, you'd imagine he'd be a little bit more untrustworthy untrusting uh he'd be a little mm. bit more suspicious uh he doesn't usually like costumed superheroes i'm mm. not sure if that happens until later on but he, he kind of you know disregards them as just idiots um but he mm. seems to get along with Moon Knight quite well here yeah it's, it's like they have a mutual respect from each other right off the bat right from the beginning yeah um because how often would you see Punisher, as soon as they meet somebody, walk up to them and shake their hand? I mean, I... Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I can't think of anybody. I re- Honestly, I can't. And not... So I, yep, sorry. It's, it's interesting. I wonder if he just senses in, like, maybe an intuition he senses in Moon Knight. This is kind of... Not a, a, not a kindred spirit, but mm. the next the next step down yeah. from that. Maybe. He's probably yeah. sensing this, this, guy's not, this guy's not judging me. I like him. Mm. <laughs> you know, right. he's, he's not judgmental. He's, yeah, he's not telling me not to kill every yeah. five seconds. Yeah. And then, you know, to turn it on the other, flip it on the other way, Moon Knight invites him to Grant Mansion, you know, mm. as Mark Spector. Um, so it's that's the, the, the height of trust, isn't it? So it's kind of like, you can come over to my house. It's like, they're really buddy buddies here. Like, they, you've just met. Like, I'm sure the Punisher would have had a reputation at this stage of being, mm. you know, a psychotic um, enforcer who just kills criminals. I mean, if you were Moon Knight, yeah, at this wouldn't point, you? yeah, he had been around for a while. Yeah, yeah Moon Knight would have definitely heard from him, uh, heard of him at this point. Yeah, wouldn't you kind of be a bit like, mm, I don't know if I should invite this guy over, but no, he, he invites him to the war room, as he says, and mm. they they work strategy. So. Um, <laughs> that was uh, I thought funny, and it is it is funny seeing later on. Um, their their relationships always a little bit on and off. I mean, even they fight in Mark Spector Moon Knight the series, but they inevitably yeah. kind of you know you know um, team up again. Mm-hmm. And then in the most recent kind of well, the recent run of of the Punisher with with uh, written by Matthew Rosenberg, they're totally at odds with each other. Uh, so. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's a weird thing. But it's I guess it's as you say, it's good that they started off so friendly towards each other. Mm. And and I wonder too, in Mark Spector and Moon Knight during that Blood Brothers story, mm-hmm. I often wonder going back and reading that story in hindsight, I wonder if Randall Spector hadn't been involved in that, if things would have gone completely different, if it had just been yep. the cult of Conchu that was the and um, the the priestess there that was the the villain without mm-hmm. Randall Spector being involved. Oh. I, I wonder if things would... I, I bet things would have been completely different in that story and oh, they well, wouldn't have been at odds with each other. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely, for sure, because <clears throat> the fact that <clears throat> Punisher was going after Randall uh, was, was the, the pinch point there for, for Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking, casting back earlier in the Mark Spector Moon Knight run when they teamed up uh, for against uh, Ultimatum, Oh right, flag smasher. Yeah. I mean, that was far more amicable as well. That was more like mm. this this relationship. So, um, yeah, it, yeah, it did progressively. I get, I guess, get get a little a little strained. But um, yeah, like I said, it's really nice to see them, um, you know, um, be be friendly towards each other. And uh, during the round round robin story too, they oh, were. Oh yeah. Oh, that worked was, together yeah, during was, that one too. That's right. Yeah, it, yeah, was, was, yeah, yeah. He was a little bit right around. Yeah. 92, so that was a few years after this. Yeah. Wow, 92, like, it's such a different tone of book, isn't it? Um, especially with mm. the, the Bagley art. I guess it's, like, cl- cleaner, comic booky. Um, I love Bagley's yeah. art. Um, I do, too. It's yeah. so classic, yeah. It's classic Marvel stuff from yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. But good. It's good oh, It's yeah. good 90s. There's good 90s and bad oh, 90s. Oh, of course. A lot of people crap on the 90s, but you have to realize that there's a lot of good 90s stuff. You just have yeah. to look for it. I, I Yeah, it um, gets a, I think it gets a bad rap, the 90s. I mean, every decade has good and bad, you know? It's yeah. Just, unfortunately, the 90s is remembered for, for excesses. <laughs> so, mm, extreme. Um, extremes. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but if know. you go back and read that New Warriors from from oh, issue number one oh in nineteen ninety, that yeah. great Mark Bagley artwork, yeah. that's the, that's great. That's really exceptional stuff. So yeah, I look, I'm yeah. in the in the process of um of properly kind of taking care of my my floppies there, Justin. So I've ordered you know some <laughs> backing boards and um and some bags, and because I've got my New Warriors um just in a in a tub, but I want to once I kind of get them all sorted in in bagged and boarded um i want to actually read them again um that was such mm. such a great run uh so yeah uh mark, mark bagley when, Fabian, when you do that let me know and i'll i'll read it in tandem and we can chat yeah. about it and be fantastic yeah. oh awesome awesome I, I remember just early on i think is that hyde he was in there somewhere and mm, mr uh, hyde mr. was terax terax the yeah. tamer was yeah. And I love Silhouette as well. Uh, she was cool. She had a cool mm. ability. Anyway. She was cool. <laughs> um, it was a great team. It was a great comic book. It was a great... Yeah, I mean, I... Like, you know, it's not, not just because they're the OG New Warriors, but I genuinely love that team more than what the New Warriors... Not what the New Warriors kind of became. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just having Nova and Namorita... And mm. um and Marvel Boy, just classic. And then and then Night Firestar. Thrash, Firestar and then Night Thrasher, just yeah. just classic. So Yeah. Um Great stuff. Yeah. And Speed uh, Speedball was in there as well. I love Speedball. Speedball. Yeah. It was awesome. Speedball was great. He's yeah. got a bit of a bum so rap cool. as well. He was gonna be like the next yes. big thing after Spider Man. He was. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. uh didn't work out. So, uh, someone... his Steve Ditko creation. He as was, well. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
who was it? Um, I, I think I've repeated this before on the on the podcast, but uh, so in the sixties, Spider Man was was the one to aim towards a younger a younger audience, um, and mm-hmm. uh, and everyone like, and then the seventies, I think that was Speedball. I can't remember, but the, every decade there was um there was like a character similar to trying to emulate Spider Man. Um, Miss Marvel mm-hmm. is the most recent one, and she's gone great guns. Um, and mm. I, th- I think Dark Hawk was the other one in the 90s. I think the 80s was Speedball. Yes. And 70s, I can't remember who they tried to make. Um, but anyway, yeah, just again, off, off topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should, I should ask Justin Moon Knight, how did you, how did you find him written and portrayed by Mike Barron in this run? I really liked his portrayal. Mm-hmm. I think this is the only time he's written, um, a Moon Knight appearance, unless I'm mm. mistaken. Yeah. So I thought he did a great job. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think he got the voicing right. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and um, he his his thoughts actually during the fight when he's battling with the Serpent Men mm-hmm. uh, are is probably my favorite line out of the whole issue when he says, "The time to start worrying about the Punishers when the gunfire stops." That's awesome! Yeah, Yeah. it's such a great line. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I love that. (laughs) Well, just all throughout, it's it's great witty stuff, and and also um, (laughs) when when he gets injected, when the Punisher gets injected with the drug, um, and starts wigging out and starts going crazy. Um, and he goes, I am the god of hellfire, yes. and I bring you... You know, I, I hadn't... At the time, I had no idea. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Because yeah. I hadn't heard that song, that oh. song that features that line in it. And so I was, what is he talking about? And then a few yeah. years later, I heard that. And I, I thought, oh. What <laughs> That's song? what he was talking about. He was quoting what, a song. What song is that? Um, it's a song called Fire, uh-huh. and I would have to... I would have to look up the the name of the artist because I can't remember. Wow. It. Okay. okay. Um, well, but it's, it's from the '60s. It's a really right. kind of psychedelic. Um, oh, Arthur Brown. Okay. Arthur Brown, and it was 1968. It's a really far out, wow, trippy, trippy hippie psych, psychedelic '60s song. But yeah, I hadn't heard it, and when afterwards I, I reread this issue and I was like, oh, that's what that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's a, talking about. That's a great reference. Yeah. Good pickup. Yeah. Jeez, that's a nice yeah. one. So Arthur Brown, uh, fire, awesome. Um, yeah, I thought he was just, as you're saying, I thought he was just wigging out. And and what I found yeah, interesting, me too. yeah, yeah. I mean, what, but what I found interesting there was it, it was kind of it was a subtle hint that the Punisher's willpower was was amazing because he didn't. I'm assuming she, a Viper injected him with something to turn him into a a serpent. But he, it seemed like he was resisting it, and he was really mm. conflicted, hence his kind of psychosis when he was going a little bit mad. Um, I thought that was really cool because it, it gave you a point of difference for the Punisher to say a normal person. Uh, and it kind of, I think it's consistent with him in that he's, um, like, I think it's that emphasis on he's so driven, um, mm-hmm. you know, even when he gets injected and he gets drugged and potentially loses control he he doesn't want to relinquish that control so uh, mm. i thought it was a really good um way to portray him in that sense um that's a good point that's a yeah. good point because all these other people were junkies you know yep. they were yeah you know heroin addicts that were that were trying to get clean and they were getting instead mutated 
complicated. So they, their willpower was already in rough shape. So yes, they yeah. were probably really easily mutated by this stuff because they just kept taking it. Yeah. But for the Punisher, who, you know, his yeah. willpower is obviously much greater. Oh, yeah. He I could mean, resist that, yeah. Um, resistant to his, his pain tolerance is high and it seems like his his uh, mental fortitude is, is is quite you know quite strong as well um if we stick to this kind of scene there justin now this is obviously one of the um <laughs> one of the the main points uh moon knight <laughs> subduing the punisher with a little bit of mesmerism a bit of hypnosis mm. justin what did you make of this i thought i was really surprised by this i thought i I thought for sure, you know, he's going to knock him out or something. He's going to, like, you know, do some some crazy action with the nunchucks. He's going to knock the Punisher out cold and then drag him back to the mansion. But no, he does this crazy hand stuff with the, the crescent darts. It's fantastic. It's so <laughs> completely unexpected. I, I loved it. And right before that, we get possibly my my favorite panel out of the whole comic <laughs> where you see the Punisher... <laughs> It actually made me laugh. The the Punisher frothing at the mouth yes. with his eyes, you know, this people's the size of, of pinholes. Pins, yeah. You're all trash. He's just <laughs> yeah. mouth. You're all trash. He's just mowed down a bunch of these guys. Yeah. And well, it's scary. Well, saves the day. Yeah. Oh, he does. He, yeah. He's a level head. He's a, you know, the sober one. To, but again, it's another little scary insight into the deep deep recesses of the Punisher's mind. I think it, it brought that drugging has brought something out of him and, and I again took it as him just like that that's his real real deep down feelings. Not not of everyone, mm-hmm. but he just that there's a real hatred and a real burning kind of uh, yeah, really rage. strong yeah, rage. Yeah. So yeah. again I I like that from, from Mike Barron. Um but yeah, the Punisher cool I mean Moon Knight the cool head, uh even in the war room as well. So there, he, he seems to be the the calmer one, um, glad he's there uh, because um, mm. the Punisher would have just gone right off, um, you know, all over the place. Um, speaking also again of your favourite quotes, I've got to say, uh, I had a note here. I never realised the Punisher was so articulate. Now there's, um, there's oh yeah, there's this bit where he just goes, "This place is a little ostentatious." Uh, it just seems <laughs> a little against. It reminded me of um, there's. Gosh, I think I think it is in Round Robin where you get the introduction of the Punisher and he's he's beating up on these street crims, and he's going into like grammar. He's going like, you can't use that double negative here, and oh, because this is really he's really showing his education here, the Punisher. It's, it's uh, really quite nice. So uh, he's no, you know, he's no dunce. Let's say that Frank is, uh, you know, an intelligent guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's not just a dummy with a bunch of guns. Yeah. yeah he's- <laughs> <laughs> he's not yeah. He's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um any any uh I don't know, any other uh, notes, uh, final notes Justin that you'd like to make mention of? Well, I feel like um this is a, a little bit of a missed opportunity as far as the Viper goes, because mm-hmm. I feel like Vi- Viper could have potentially gone on to be a recurring nemesis for Moon Knight because she's an anarchist she's a terrorist mm-hmm. um and she's got that kind of snake that kind of weird snake vibe thing going yeah um i th- i feel like that her motives would have put her at odds with moon knight at some other point and it would have been i i would have loved to have seen a story like that um in the 90s yeah 
when um, like Silver Sable was around. I know oh, I talked yeah. about I would love to see Silver Silver Sable and Moon Knight team up together, but I thought that would have been a great story because she did go after the Viper at one point, Silver Sable in the '90s with Captain America. Yeah, and um, I had oh. I wanted it to be Moon Knight instead. <laughs> yeah, oh Viper's yeah Viper's awesome. I'd like to see her used a bit more. She. Seems to come and go, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we get to see more of her um, soon. She was that Viper. It was, wasn't it? Uh, I, I've recently read um, Dead Man Logan, which is not that. I mean, it's it's not that recent, but and um, she was in that as well. That was, I think, the last I mm. saw of her. Uh, but yeah, she'd be a great villain. I mean, yeah, for sure. Get get her in there yeah. again. As I said, any serpentine. Villains, I'd love to see more of. We've got to bring back the Serpent Crew. Uh, maybe yeah, it's... the Serpent Society needs yes. to return. Definitely. Yeah, Puff Adder and um, mm. Cob- Cobra. Oh, he's good. Like Co- yeah, Cobra, Cobra Sidewinder. Sidewinder. The Cobra, the one, he's a bit of a slippery, sli- slippery customer. He just kind of can wiggle yeah. through, and any yeah, he can infiltrate. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a cotton mouth who could distend his oh yes his mouth so that he could bite somebody's head right off. <laughs> you just need those over the top, over the top villains. Bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, Justin, if there's no other notes. Um, no, yeah, that was that was really all. Yeah, I had for yeah, that. me too. I, I'm yeah, just I'm just scanning my notes it, yeah. as well. That's about the yeah. That's uh, that's all. Would you like to give this a rating then for Punisher Annual Two a Night Fight? What would you give this, Justin? I'm actually going to give this one a very high rating, and not just for sentimental value, but because I think it's a really good story. And mm-hmm. like I said before, I think it's my favorite. Um, team up with Punisher and Moon Knight. It was in the beginning before things went bad, and I really liked the way they worked together in this issue. I nice. enjoyed it a lot. So I would give this one an 8 out of 10. Nice. So you've got a big, a beautiful yellow man. That's Justin. That's a Connishu's rating system. Look, oh, you, you've probably just seen that on the prompt sheet, Justin. I've bumped mine up. <laughs> uh, I've because just talking about it again, yeah, it is a, it is a fun issue, I must say. It, it is... Um, solidly written. Uh, the art is is beautiful to look at. Um, you get mm. plenty of action. Uh, there's a lot of meat in the dialogue as well, so you can really, you know, it's not something that you just breeze through quite easily. You've got to mm. kind of involve yourself in the story, follow the characters. It had the funniest opening for me that I've seen in a long <laughs> time with the, the man eating the gerbil, and that being it, the start. It's just bonkers. Yeah. It's out. Of, it's just so out of left field. Um, so I'll, I'll give it a seven and a half. So I'll stick to the Connor shoes as well. That's That's veering towards, I'd say, a big, beautiful yellow man as well. Um, I'll, you know, it's on the upper side of the seven and a half rather than the lower. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyable. Um, highly recommended. And again, loonies, if you haven't read it, this is the first team up of the Punisher and Moon Knight. And, uh, if you've read the more recent runs, then you can actually see them really be buddy, buddy here. Um, so, mm. <laughs> so it's not often you get the Punisher so, uh, you know, so open to amicable, amicable, yeah. amicable yeah. and, and just, yeah, just walking up to Moon Knight and shaking his hand. It's, mm. I think that was one of the most surprising things of the whole issue, to be honest with you. It is. Yeah. I mean, actually also as well, the ending. Um, so he gets taken out. He, he gets, I think he's out for how long, like uh, two days or something. He's unconscious. Mm, a couple he, of days. 
yeah. couple of days. It uh, takes a while up. to work that out of the system. Mm, but he gets taken care of by Frenchie and Mark and Samuels, I'm assuming, um, at Grant Mansion. And then he ups and leaves. So, again, back to back to Punisher mode. Of, um, <laughs> thank mm. you. I've got to go. So, um, yeah. <laughs> very good indeed. Uh, go check it out, loonies. Uh, well worth it. Uh, having said that, we do have... Uh, some feedback so why don't we just take a quick short break Justin and then we can uh, wrap up the rest of the show sure hello I'm Anthony and I'm Dr. Issues and we're hosts of Capes on the Couch the podcast where comics get counseling superheroes don't always get to go home happy that's where we come in we offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters so check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode Front 242, and I am with <laughs> Justin the Owl. What's <laughs> good, Justin? Um, we, we've just discussed the Punisher Annual 2. Do you feel a vibe? Do you feel like, I don't know, do you feel like frothing at the mouth <laughs> do you feel mm. like um... i am the god of hellfire <laughs> makes me want to listen to that song actually yeah i'm gonna have to tune in um, you'll get, get a kick out of it you're gonna have to spotify it <laughs> but before we go loony listeners we just have a bit of feedback thank you so much uh just a smattering from uh facebook and instagram and twitter uh justin would you be so kind as to we've got one from facebook here from one of our patroonies Yes. Hi, Jordan. From uh, Jordan writes, oh, man, still got to get this one. I could imagine a wealth of dialogue opportunities between these two. Similar backstory, similar view on their work. I would love to hear them talk about life, death, morality, martial arts, find out what they bond over, find out what they disagree on. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jordan. Uh, very, very interesting. I... Uh, so Jordan, I guess you, you haven't read it, and, and we don't get them talking about life and death and stuff. But it was good to see them together again, you know. Um, mm. And and I guess they in their actions they showed um, what they bonded over, which is mindless violence <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, the the urge to the urge for justice, I guess. Um, mm. But it would be very interesting, actually. I mean, I know I don't know how good a comic book. It would make, but I'd love, I'd love to get them down, both down together, and maybe at at Jenna's diner, and just have Frank there mm. ordering his uh, his truckies breakfast, um, and them just talking about, you know, what do you what do you reckon about just life? Ha- yeah, yeah, just having a chat, trading war stories. I think it would be great. Exactly. How do you think it would go down, Justin, if Moon Knight or Mark asked Frank, you know, Frank, you know, what's your sense of morality? <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that could potentially go down very badly i think we'd, we'd be going to some deep dark places there with frank yeah um but yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much jordan for that um really appreciate your your response thank you and considering i, I posted up that discussion thread uh, a little bit late uh just a couple of ones from twitter uh, so, fellow Collective Men members, one of my uh, my co-hosts, Connor, from the Last Sun Script on Superman podcast, he writes in and says, uh, Punisher team-ups always have the best covers. 
I couldn't agree with you more, Connor. Um, actually, a lot of Punisher covers were very good. I, I'm again, I'm not sure, Justin, if you had uh, seen the smatterings of the '90s covers for the Punisher, but they really made it. They really elevated the art form. Yeah, I remember the covers were great, um, and they did a few collections of of some of those, didn't they? Recently, of the of the '80s stuff around oh, this time of period, probably. Yeah, maybe some epic. Maybe an oh, epic yes. Yeah, Mike Barron one, I think, has just recently been released. But um, they have, I can't remember the other. There's there's about five volumes of The Punisher in, in epic collection form. So uh, oh. a lot of them, yeah, range from the 80s to the 90s. Um, but um, yeah, worth checking out. Uh, the covers are great. I mean, I remember there was, I think they were. They tried to outdo themselves each time. I remember the War Journal covers. Like there was one of um, it's a photograph of a, a wedding cake, and it had Frank at the top with his wife, but it had blood just running down. It was oh, like really cool! I, like, I remember <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Mm. Now, what was the difference? I was always curious. What was the difference between Punisher War Journal and Punisher War Zone? Oh, um, good point. I'm not too sure. I uh, I didn't collect War Zone. To, to be honest, oh. um, War Journal. I just know the difference between that and the the regular Punisher title. It was more like entries. Like there was a lot of uh, um, captions of, of you know oh, Punisher like War a, Journal. Like a, yeah, like him telling stories about stuff he had done before. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, they're still they were still just stories of the Punisher. So yeah, maybe they were past adventures, considering whenever that canon was or the. The status quo was it uh, during that time, but yeah, it was um, mm. okay. I was I was curious about that because I know there were t- there were two or three books at one point, maybe even more oh, yeah. than that in the nineties. Oh, that were cashing I, in. I was always curious about what the difference was between War Journal and War Zone. Oh yeah, I, I think probably as much difference as Amazing Spider Man and Spectacular Spider Man. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. cash cashing in. Yeah, Punisher was a big yes. thing in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And uh, one of the biggest fans, I have to shout out to Dave Finn, another uh, fellow collective member and host of Signal of Doom. And Dave just writes in, this is a great issue. Of course, Dave, he loves his Punisher, so I would not expect anything less from you. So uh, thank you so much there on Twitter. Uh, Final one, Justin, from Instagram. Oh, Make Mine Moon Knight mm-hmm. writes, one of their best crossovers. Love comics from this era. They always draw the city with detail. More effort than today. Love the panel of them standing side by side and looking down, too. Yeah. No, thank yeah. You. I, there's some, yeah, some fantastic uh, art in this. Mm. And um, yeah, I know the exact panel that he's talking about. That's a, a really great one. Yes, and, and I absolutely see where you're coming from, mate. My Moon Knight as well. Like some of the the, the older um, comics, you know, you know, different different art. Um, but you know, I think also modern, a lot of modern artists as well. I mean, they're no slouches. I mean, you've got to look at, you know, I was, you know, you got to look at your Smallwoods um, and from Spider-Man mm. and uh, Pera Perret. I say Pepe Larraz as well some great mm-hmm. artists today that just really really give you works of art um with their with their yeah. artwork elena casagrande i'm going to say a big shout out from the black widow run with kelly thompson her art is amazing 
Um, so, yeah. Ooh, I'll have to check that one oh. out. I haven't read any of that yet. Oh, yeah, please do. That and the, her covers are great. Um, but, no, understand totally, mate, my Marvel. There's something really alluring about the older older stories and the older artwork too. Mm, definitely agree. Well, that pretty much, thank you so much, Looney listeners, for all the feedback there. Uh, spectacle. Justin, uh, anything you'd like to shout out? I know you're very busy on Tomes of Evil. Yes, and actually you'll be joining us mm. very soon. Yes. To do a spotlight on Skeletor. Yes. It should so be... we're very, very excited about that. Yeah. So much fun, but go check it out, Looney listeners. If you haven't already, Tomes of Evil, fellow collective members as well, um, hosted by Russell and Justin. Uh, it's a real hoot. Uh I I want to just mention Buy Beast here because it's it's it's, uh, it's always on this show. So a little a tip of the hat there to Times of Evil and the Buy Beast. Mm, keeping up with the Buy Beast. Keeping up with the uh, yeah. What what's that quote that you say, Justin? Too bad. I guess that's just too bad. Oh yeah, I get that's just too bad. Yeah. <laughs> A reference there. Uh, if you know Masters of the Universe, I guess you'd get it as well. Um, well, that about wraps us for this episode. A huge thank you as well, Justin, as always. Um, so thank you so much. Next phase. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Hang on, Justin. Hang on. Next phase. We've got you again. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. not sure if you know, you know it. We've actually recorded it already, um, except for the idle chat. Uh, so next phase, Looney. Oh, we've done our time traveling. Yeah, we've, yes, we've, we've done, done our, our time, tra- traveling. time traveling. Yes. So yes. we have past Ray and past Justin next week. Uh, so episode 243 it will be an idle chat. Uh, that is to be confirmed as to what we're going to talk about. But we, um, Justin and I, have something in, packaged up and with a big bow bow on it. Um, we've already got our <laughs> review, which is another side of the moon. That's later in the week with episode 244. Uh, but anyway. Uh, a huge thank you once again. A big shout out to the Patroonies, uh, patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Yeah, plenty of incentives there. If you want to become a member, uh, a Patreon, a Patroonie, let us, let us know. Um, check out the page. Uh, there's plenty of stuff there to keep you happy. Also, sponsors Fringe Night. Uh, if you check out Daniel's Patreon, patreon.com slash Fringe Night 27. Uh, you can check out all the incentives to becoming a Fringe Night supporter as well and, and supporter of the comic. Uh, and as mentioned, Drew Tombs um, on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Tombs and Lurk Music with a ck.bandcamp.com. Um, both sites where you can support Drew and his music. As I mentioned on Bandcamp, there's a, a nice little um, discounted bundle there that you can get his whole discography uh, well worth it also dreamland comics if you go on their online store and use the code moon you'll get 20 percent off their store uh, so regardless of whether you're five minutes away or whether you're across the pond uh, go check out you can order it all online and moon will get you some discounts and finally we are part of the collective so many great shows on there all to do with comics and geek related stuff a big shout out to tomes of evil a super villain podcast where justin just you can hear more of justin's stuff if, if you know the uh, bare bones wasn't enough um you can satiate yourself with more justin <laughs> justin talk there uh also <laughs> as well a shout out to ghost spider groupies a spider gwen podcast and uh i'll say yep signal of doom dave finn uh, doing great stuff they've just had a uh, a chat with 
Steve Englehart, which is really good. Um, definitely worth checking Ooh, out. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Steve Englehart's great. He's, he's a hard one to catch, I think, for interviews, but um, well done for Dave for mm. that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Oh, it is. It is. And, and uh, it was a good half hour, uh, one and a half hours, Justin, as well. So he oh, did. Great. Yeah. Um, considering Steve Englehart is kind of advanced, um, you know, in age. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, also, uh, you can find us, loonies, email us at feedback at itkmoonlight.com. We've got a website, itkmoonlight.com, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal, and Podchaser, all that stuff. Um, and finally, on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts, if you'd like to leave us a review, that would be really cool. It will just help us um, get out there a bit more in cyberspace and uh, potentially find and connect with other Moonlight fans and or loonies. With that, Justin, a huge thank you once again. I'll be catching you shortly for a bit of a another little chat. But um, thank you so much yes. for, for yeah for this was a, this was a fun one. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for revisiting this issue with me because it's one of my favorite Moon Knight appearances of the late eighties. <laughs> yeah, mine too for sure. And with that, loonies, of course, may Punisher. Watch over the denizens of the night. Maybe not. Catch you later. (laughs) See you, everyone. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.